Miracy. Being a good guest doesn't end the moment you close the Zoom screen or the Riverside screen or whatever you're using. It ends when you've shared the show and you help boost the listenership of the episode. Hello, and welcome to Blowing Up, the podcast that shows entrepreneurs like you how other businesses exploded in the best possible way. I'm Linda Claire Puig, the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters, and I'm here with my co-host, Ari Eni, the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Mercy. Hey there, Linda. In each episode of Blowing Up, we showcase an entrepreneur whose business blew up. It experienced what seemed to be a sudden success. But as we all know, for sure, that kind of success is not random or a fluke. The company employed a specific strategy that caused its rapid rise in revenue. So today we're going to dive into that strategy so that you can learn from it and determine how you might apply elements of it to your business. In this episode, we discover secrets to getting serious mileage out of being a podcast guest. What that's going to do is save you a ton of time and effort if you employ a podcast guesting strategy. And it's going to show you how to actually stand out in an increasingly crowded market. Our guest is Melanie Benson, host of the Amplify Your Success podcast, which is counted in the top one and a half percent of podcasts. Because she knows both sides of the podcast coin, it's not uncommon for her clients to see three to five times revenue increases in the first six months for the work that they do in the world. Vroom, vroom. Welcome to Melanie. Let's jump right into the conversation. I had started my business because I wanted a life. And I didn't feel like I had a life when I was on the road all the time. I didn't want to be living out of hotels and schlepping to a new city all the time. And about 2009, 2008, we started to see this shift in technology. And all of a sudden, like podcasts are being talked about all the time. And I thought, okay, like, podcast. What a great way to replicate what was happening on stages and to be able to tap into someone's curated and cultivated audience and community and borrow the trust and rapport of that host and be able to share a message that's enticing to ideal clients. And all of a sudden, like I was getting asked to speak on all these different podcasts, there was a few really tragic mistakes in the beginning, which we all <laughs> learn from, right? But then John we Lee do Dumas. Yes, yeah. I, I will share. <laughs> John Lee Dumas invited me to this very little known show at the time called Entrepreneur on Fire. And next thing I know, you're on fire. Okay, <laughs> I'm on fire. And I'll share more about that, but that I found that there was a difference between sharing a message and getting great exposure and monetizing that exposure and mm. being very strategic about those interviews so that they would become a client attraction magnet. And mm -hmm. so that's really where I started leaning into. I was like, oh, okay. I, I'm like having a success rate that other people are not. They're feeling like it's a big fat waste of time. They're spending a lot of money and time trying to get on these podcasts and they're not having the magic. What's the sweet spot? Like what, what was I doing that others weren't? 
So I started with helping people be able to learn how to replicate what I was experiencing on other people's podcasts. I call it OPP, <laughs> other people's podcasts. <laughs> if you remember the song, you get the OPP. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Pop culture. <laughs> 80s song. So what I found was that being a great guest isn't necessarily intuitive. And it is a little more work than just getting on a bunch of podcasts and kind of spraying and praying your message all over the place. So I look mm -hmm. at the podcast guest spot in three distinct segments. What happens to get on the podcast? What happens when you're on the podcast? And what happens after the episode airs? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about for a minute the part when I am going to get on a show. Mm -hmm. What's happening for hosts like me, like some months, I get an average of 100 pitches a week. I'm drowning wow. in pitches from all of these agencies and PR companies and media people and assistants who are trying to get their client booked on my show. Mm -hmm. And what I found is like half the time, the very most essential piece of the puzzle, which is their topic, is completely generic, plain vanilla, no energy, no relevance. And I have to turn them away. And so I think the number one thing about being a really great guest starts with crafting a topic and learning how to adapt that topic and pitch it to the right shows so that you're upping your chances of getting booked rather than getting the dreaded like drag and drop into the delete file <laughs> or even worse, just completely ignored. Mm. So here's a little trick. Don't just go, hey, like I talk about content marketing. Can we talk about content marketing? They're going to be like, I had 7 billion people talking about content marketing. Like, no. But if you said, I've noticed you've had some guests come on that talk about content marketing, but I haven't seen anybody talking about how to develop content that creates social trust and turns dormant followers into excited or engaged leads. Mm -hmm. Very different pitch, right? And so finding that unique edge, that unique opportunity in what's out there, that's how you blow up. That's how you get a whole bunch of buzz and momentum rather than feeling like you're spending so much time and energy trying to get on show after show after show and maybe not getting the traction you're hoping for. You know what? The same is true for any freebie that you want to create, any webinar that you want to create. It's the same thing. You get really specific and your title includes the benefits that your audience, your listening or reading audience will get. Yeah, it translates very well mm -hmm. and it would blow your mind how many people don't do it. Oh, it would not blow my mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, actually, I've seen this all the time. I know. I, yeah. <laughs> so implicit in the way that you were structuring the pitch was also the element of familiarity with the podcast. So it's not just <laughs> your podcast talks about this. So yeah. you must want this topic. It was I've noticed that you haven't had someone on with this specific angle, mm -hmm. meaning you know who else they had on. Yeah, meaning I've been paying attention. Yeah, exactly. How important is that? Okay, so this is probably not the most popular opinion, but being as I am receiving <laughs> these pitches as much as I'm giving these pitches, I know what works. And mm -hmm. I truly believe if you can customize your pitch a tiny bit and you can pay attention to the things this host has been putting out, you are nine out of 10 times more likely to get booked. The other thing that we oftentimes do is 
We're trying to get on a ton of podcasts because our measure of success is more. And I suggest your measure of success is intentional, strategic shows that have a greater presence. Do less podcasts with better reach. You're going to get better results. One of the things we did is we started tracking. We started creating unique little links to track how many people come into my ecosystem, if you will, through each episode that I'm aired on. And some of them would get five and some of them would get like 200 or 300 or 400. And I was like, okay, we don't need to be everywhere. We only need to be where our clients are. This is the truth of almost any problem area is, are you actually in front of the right audience? Mm-hmm. You know, I think right. people get really excited, especially at the beginning, like, oh, I got invited on a podcast or on a summit or on something. Yeah. But it ends up not working because they weren't actually in front of the right audience. Mm -hmm. Uh Across the board, no matter what platform I'm on, audience matters. Mm -hmm. So audience Mm -hmm. matters. Absolutely. Another reason that it matters so much is not only the fact that things aren't working and therefore the income is not flowing into your business, but also you get discouraged. You start thinking it's me or I suck or I can't sell, all Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff, right? And it's actually a fallacy. It's just that you're in front of the wrong audience. Yeah. Is there a minimum size? Like, should people be looking for, oh, I want to show of at least this many people in the audience mm, before it's worth my time? Assuming oh, they're the see, right audience. Downloads is not what I believe is a measure of a successful episode. It's how well the person knows how to showcase you, how well they drive reach of their show. And I think it has a lot to do, again, with the audience. So we're talking about the before. Let's talk about the end. There are a lot of people who don't ever share the episode. And I'm like, you're leaving gold on the table because you have borrowed influence from an influencer. You are being showcased on a podcast, which is a form of media, and you're not sharing it? Like, definitely a mistake. Are you saying that the guest did not share or the host did not share? The guest doesn't share. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I've been guilty of that. I think everybody has. Yeah. Until they realize that there is value in sharing it. Uh Being a good guest doesn't end the moment you close the Zoom screen or the Riverside screen or whatever you're using. It ends when you shared the show and you help boost the listenership Mm. of the episode. As hosts, recognize that value and that not everybody does it. Our team is out vetting you when you do your pitch and we're looking at your social media and saying, they don't share the show. (laughs) Interesting. That's a good one. And another reason to share the episodes that you're featured in is it's an opportunity magnet. Because if people don't know what you talk about, if they don't know what your Mm -hmm. specialty is or what your featured topics are, they don't know how to book you. And being a great guest means you're opening a door to not just a client attraction, not just getting more bookings, but also back to collaboration. This is an igniter for lucrative and profitable collaboration partners. If you know how to use your green room properly. Green room. Yes. You might want to define that for people. Sure. Yeah. So the green room, that's a theater word. When it comes to podcasting, the green room is that space before or after your episode is being recorded, because most of the time they're Mm pre-recorded. And there's always at least five minutes either before and hopefully after 
where you get to have some kind of meaningful conversation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They might become a referral partner. They might become a strategic partner. They might want to introduce you to other hosts. Or maybe they're like, oh my God, you were speaking to me in that Mm -hmm. episode. Tell me more about what you do. Mm -hmm. So now you're cultivating relationships with centers of influence. Very important tip, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how can I say thank you back? Yeah. Yeah. Missed opportunity for a lot of people. We talked about the beginning, the before podcast, the end of the podcast. And now what sorts of wisdom do you have to share about the in the podcast section? Okay. I was hoping you would ask because <laughs> this is where this is where the magic happens, right? Your job is to navigate, no matter what that host asks you, into a set of talking points and stories and case studies to learn how to weave together a conversation. You get that interest right out of the gate by having a catchy topic or title that you've suggested You weave together intriguing talking points that get people thinking. You inspire them to want more so that they're invested in taking that next step with you. Whatever your invitation is, like most podcasts, you're not going to sell anything, but you're just going to say, hey, here's a resource or here's how you can reach out. Here's how we can connect. And that golden thread is what turns passive listeners into profitable prospects and clients. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I learned the hard way is to think about how to talk about what you do in a way that helps the listener latch on and remember. There's a couple different strategies. One is telling a story. The simplest thing is come up with some kind of formula or method or process that you can talk to in a concise way. Right. Step one, step two, step three. Or I have a client that uh-huh. that she uses her social trust and she uses social for an acronym, right? So there's a lot of different ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would you recommend podcast guesting for as a strategy to build their business? What do they need to have in order for it to make sense? Ah, what a great question. With? If you have an expertise and using your message as a client attraction process, it's a no-brainer. If you have a book, so I do a lot of teaching people how to do podcast tours to get more books out there or to like hit bestseller level or whatever. If you are looking to build up your platform, you want to build your list or you want to build your social media following and you have a valuable message that can translate to a 20 to 30 minute spotlight on a podcast. Perfect. Mm -hmm. You just have to make sure you're Mm. picking the right podcast. Where I think it doesn't work is if you don't know what your message is Mm. and you don't have a way to Mm. share it. So there's value and meaning to the audience, right? Or you don't know who your audience is. And all of that is fixable, but I wouldn't invest the time, money, and energy in getting on a bunch of podcasts if you haven't shaped your message yet and you don't know how to have that be a beacon for you. It's not really a great ROI. And live on a podcast is not the time to figure it out. Well, I feel like I could talk to you for another half hour at (laughs) least, but we have to close. I know that you've just made the day for a lot of people listening and watching this. Thank you, Linda. That means a lot. So let's talk. 
What I loved and thought was so awesome about what Melanie had to share with us is that it is deeply informed by her experience on both sides of the equation. She's both the host of a top podcast and someone who's put a podcast guesting strategy to work for herself and her clients. Brings a real depth to what she shared with us. Thank you so much to Melanie for sharing her insights on both sides of the podcasting equation. Be sure to grab Melanie's free download. It's a list of the 17 most common mistakes that guest experts typically make that cost them leads from their interviews and how to avoid those mistakes. You'll find it at blowingup.rocks forward slash Melanie. That's blowingup.rocks forward slash Melanie. This episode of Blowing Up was produced by Linda Claire Puig. Cynthia Lamb is our managing producer and Danny Eaney, our executive producer. Post-production is by Post Office Sound. To make sure you catch all the really great episodes of Blowing Up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a starred review or share the show with a friend. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Or they've got earrings on or a necklace that's like rubbing against the microphone. Or like one of my recent guests, they're cold, so they have a blanket and the blanket is scratching across the microphone. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm hearing my earring. <laughs> I can't hear your earrings. <laughs> I know. I'm really paranoid now. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly am willing to admit what I don't know. I tend to hold my truths lightly. I try not to have you know, very firm convictions because I recognize that when you move up an organization, your information is limited because you have a greater breadth of responsibility. I'm Sharon Richmond. I'm an executive coach and consultant with more than 30 years experience working with C-level executives. To Lead as Human is the podcast for you if you want to supercharge your leadership by bringing all of yourself into your role. Listen as our guests reveal their hard-won lessons and share their deep humanity. I think the turning point for me was when I realized that I want people to tell me what they think and they're afraid. They were honest to God, afraid to tell me things. It's like, I checked all the damn boxes, but I am so alone and I'm so unhappy. I'm burning myself out. And when I started looking at like, you know, my fears going into the shadows, sharing it with others, the very thing that would be a nightmare for most people in the workplace is the very thing that led me to my dreams. My guests know that the influence they have as top leaders comes with an equal measure of responsibility for all their stakeholders. They not only deliver great results for their customers and investors, 
They do so by building organizations that provide purpose, meaning, and a healthy work environment for their employees. One of the hallmarks of good leadership is clarity. If there isn't clarity around the goals, that creates confusion, that, that creates chaos. What's the end goal? What are we trying to achieve? And that makes people's jobs more purposeful and people are clearly enjoying that. People who are making their own decisions, they're significantly more motivated in doing what they're doing. Yeah, I've really seen the maturity and growth of those individuals. And I think that we've now kind of really been able to create a lot of autonomy and give people a lot of freedom to do their best work. So not rocket science, nothing too crazy, but uh, you know, that was definitely a journey. I hope you'll join us every other week as we talk with these inspiring leaders and learn from the very human challenges and successes they've experienced on their own leadership journeys. And you asked me questions that I was like, gosh, I'm not sure I know what my values are. So I know they're there, but I'm not sure that they're articulated. So thanks for asking me those questions. They were hard.